hello everyone and welcome to Be Inspired, the podcast. And we have reached season two already, uh, back by popular demand, I suppose. Uh, I am absolutely thrilled to be bringing you a second season of this uh, podcast. If you're unfamiliar with us, we are Blue Balloon Theatre. My name is Becca and I am the founder and artistic director. Uh, and yeah, I'm honestly, the lineup uh, we've got for this podcast season is epic. So you're going to be, well, you're in for a treat, let's put it that way. And today we are joined by none other than Maddie Crease, our first guest. Ah! Oh, this is so exciting. Hello, Maddie. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a long intro that I was like, God, I better put her right off now. <laughs> <laughs> I know a little bit about you, Maddie, um, and I've done my research on you, uh, but a lot of our listeners may not know who you are. So tell us about you as a person and what you do as a creative. Um. So I'm Maddie. Hello. Um. Your mind always goes blank. It's like in a little interview, isn't it? When you're asked, oh, tell us about yourself. Um, So I'm 21. I'm from Essex and grew up here. Um, I'm a poet. um, So I've been writing pretty much most of my life. I was always that kid that was really geeky in English and adored it. Always close to the English teachers because they're just the best people. (laughs) And um, yeah I mean kind of really got into my writing in in high school had a couple of like small publications in like anthologies um and started getting into poetry when I was about 17 or so started getting into spoken word then about 18 19 and yeah here I am oh that's amazing so I mean one thing I was going to ask you was sort of when you got into it because everyone's (laughs) got a slightly different story so you started quite young, really. Your passion for English and for words was there from quite a young age, would you say? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have this this really vivid memory of being in year three. So I was like eight oh and getting sent up to the year four office because they really liked this piece that I did. And they were like, go show the year four teachers. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's so cool. I mean, because you got into it at such a young age, do you feel like you found your uh, rhythm and style quite quickly, would you say, uh, when it comes to poetry and spoken word? I think when I started getting into the into the poetry side of things, yeah, pretty much, because I do a lot of mental health writing and that was a big thing that was going on for me during my, my teenage years. Um, and I kind of venture out a little bit. I do some, like, LGBT stuff because I identify as queer. I do some, like stuff around working class and things like that but mainly mental health and so I really knew what I wanted to write and I found that voice quite quite quickly. That's really cool and in terms of sort of what you've achieved within your journey so far let's talk about that because I know you've achieved some quite amazing things (laughs) considering you're only 21 I'm just in awe of you um so let's let's chat about that sort of How did you come across those opportunities and sort of what was it like in terms of getting them, basically? I mean, the first kind of things that I did that felt really big was 
in high school I did some young writers anthologies and things like that so I've got three publications with young writers um in their anthologies two are fiction one's poetry um and then kind of from there I kind I realized that I really liked the spoken side of things I mean it's developed into both written and spoken poetry kind of always being on the lookout for opportunities and it's as simple as you know if I stumble across an account that's shared something on their story I'll save it and check it out I think the biggest thing I've done at the moment is that I'm currently waiting on a commission to be published that's with Screen South and BBC Arts and it's Arts Council England funded. Wow. So that is just terrifying. And I can remember for that application, I sent it off the night of the deadline because that's when I found it, just threw this draft together and thought, mm, won't really see anything of that. That was terrible. <laughs> and then I got the email. <laughs> It's always the way, isn't it? Like I've done that before where I've gone, right, I've applied for it, but I don't think I'm going to hear anything back because it's maybe not what they're looking for. And then two weeks later, it feels like your life has changed. Mm. Yeah, I mean, isn't it? They sent all this sound kit to my house and all sorts. So I was just there sat in my little council house living room, just like, how do I put a mic together? I've never done this. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And in terms of um, what you're working on now or any future projects, is there anything that you've got lined up? I mean, I want to write a book. I've started a book. I've nowhere near finished a book. <laughs> um, so I want, that's definitely something I want to do. And the other thing I'm really looking forward to is getting back to doing in, in-person open mics. Yeah, um, definitely. So I run normally an open mic for a mental health charity that's in Essex. They're called Open Arts and I go to them. Um, They do a lot of mental health based, like holistic art approaches. Um, We've raised a bit of money for them before. Not not huge amounts, but, you know, it's every little helps. And I just really want to get back to hosting those nights because the feeling is just absolutely immense. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, for our listeners, new or old, uh, we do spoken word open mic nights and I host I've hosted every single one of them and I completely agree it's it's electric those nights are just incredible nights of sharing and sort of encouragement between artists which is everything that we we could want um and something you touched upon just now was uh, sort of getting back into doing live events which obviously we've all missed it incredibly I know I certainly have um how was the dreaded lockdown for you like how did you find that time because we we were in it for such a long time um and I know as being a creative I think anyone within the performing arts industry struggled um so how did you find that time so how what did you fill it with um I think at first I really found it just freaked me out um completely and both in a personal level and as as a creative because on a personal level of course no one's gonna like being forced into these situations beyond their control um and being told you know if you've got these things you suddenly don't now forget them for now but on a creative level it was like right I can't go to my art group I can't do my poetry nights I can't do this I can't do that um and I also do a lot of visual arts just in my bedroom at home so I kind of turned to that um doing a lot of abstracts and things like that um and that was kind of how I got through it first bringing the art 
back back literally into my house and just taking that time for me I think I think I got a lot of words down on the page whether I did anything with them or not in the first few months because emotions were so high and that's what I kind of write about yeah so that's kind of how I got through especially those first few months when it was all new and horrible because didn't know what to expect didn't know what it would feel like yeah yeah no I completely agree with that I think I was the same it was a bit strange those first few days I was like what do I do now because I'm an actor as well so there was that and it just felt like everything had changed in a really short space of time Uh, so it was a case of just filling the house filling my time with these things that I was so familiar with but in a remote fashion uh, yeah you know and we just sort of made the best of it and you know that that's amazing that you were able to sort of get so much down on paper whether it was used and read to people or not because I've been having this chat with many people recently but writing is such an amazing form of therapy absolutely it's you know it's so therapeutic um for the soul and you know just getting your thoughts down on paper um so that's amazing uh you mentioned it there at I discovered earlier today, because I think you shared it on Instagram, you have another uh, sort of passion and another thing that you do, which is creating, uh, tell me what you create, because there's a lot of stuff on that page. And I was like, this is so exciting. Um, So that's the the art page, the visual arts, yeah? That was kind of like where I started getting really into the creative stuff again I was about 18 and because I was under mental health services I was referred to this arts charity that I've mentioned and I was kind of always one of those kids that was told don't bother taking art you're gonna fail it I don't want you in my class um and so then when I kind of left that environment and found my art group I kind of got really into the abstract side of things so I do a lot of fluid acrylics I've started in the last six months or so doing resin Um, And I think that's what I shared earlier. I think it was, I did some resin coasters for Father's Day and they did come out really cute, actually. I was really pleased with them. Um, I've also done a little bit of like more attempt at lifelike. It didn't come out that way all the time. Um, But yeah, I've I've got a portrait of my dog up on my wall that I painted as well. So I'm just glancing over at that. That's amazing. Now it's so good, like the fact that you have something else to turn to. I know yeah. that's that's something that I've realised, uh, especially in lockdown and in the last year, is how many skills I have that can be easily transferred to uh, sort of other parts of my life, other jobs that I might want to do. Um, I mean, with Blue Balloon alone, I produce, I direct, I do marketing, I do all of this stuff. And I hadn't really thought about it. It was just something that I sort of did. Um, so I think it's really cool that, you, that you've that you got that. And everyone should go and check it out uh, <laughs> on, on social media. Um, what is the name of, of that page? So I think that is Maddie C underscore creates. And um, my name, the first name is spelt without an E or anything like that. It's just M-A-D-D-I because I can't, couldn't spell apparently. <laughs> but that's nice. my nickname and, and I just decided to be extra and drop the E. Yeah, nice. Pretty much. I like that. <laughs> Keeping it cool and edgy, always. 
yeah I, I, you made me think just then about like the hosting as well because you're talking about like these skills that you don't realize you have um and doing these events has been amazing but I also forgot to say that at the start of lockdown when you were asking that I hosted I was due to be hosting another our third in-person open mic night and then lockdown comes in and so I was like right it's planned we're going to do it because it was the anniversary of the first one um and so it turned into an online two-day event where people could submit in advance, anyone could submit, and it just got posted everywhere that I could that I could think of, just sharing yeah, all yeah. these lovely people's poems. And it was nice to give that alternative. Absolutely. I think there were a lot of on-Zoom going on, and that was amazing. Um, I had no tech skills at the time to do Zoom, so I was like, right, Instagram it is. That's what we try to do as well. It's, it's, it's giving people the platform, um, yeah. you know, whether things go ahead in real life or not, there's still social media um, yeah. and there's still that online platform, which we're quite blessed in a way to have because, you know, so many people start off as just a poet sharing their stuff on Instagram. Like, it's mental, um, which takes me nicely on to uh, your social media presence because I know that you do post quite a lot um on Instagram how would do you think that was how you started sharing your work or did you more um did you go at it from a more sort of in-person approach so I think it was a bit of both I mean I had the the art page first and I kind of did a bit of both on there a bit of poetry and a bit of visual okay but I didn't have the actual poetry page until about a year ago which was it was initially created for that online event um then I thought well I'm not doing an event every single week or something I could not do that so I'm just gonna make it mine now <laughs> um but yeah I did a lot of in-persons I did local open mics and that when I was starting out and kind of got to know the people in my community that were doing similar things to me that's really good I I relate again uh, it's such an amazing tool for that really I've found so many poets in Manchester just through Instagram and I'm like I didn't even know you existed mate (laughs) (laughs) but it's so nice and the thing I really love about the poetry community especially in the UK is how supportive it is yeah Uh, there is less of a competitive nature um especially I think coming from a predominantly acting background that industry that side of the industry is so competitive and so to now be sort of delving into the poetry side of things it's really nice like it's a bit of a refreshing change do you know what I mean yeah everyone kind of wants everyone to succeed yeah 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 definitely and I Um, I think it's in a lot of industries there's a whole lot of you know there's this many seats at the table who's going to get it and I think in poetry, especially recently, especially since lockdown, a lot of poets have gone, let's make more bloody tables then. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more with that. I remember the first open mic I did um, in real life, which was yep. very, very recent. There were so many people there and so many people up performing. And I thought, you know what? I love this there's there's no limitations like there's no oh we can only have this many people Um, and obviously every company or platform that does that has their reasoning 
um, and we're the same. But I think it was just really nice and refreshing to see so many people from all different backgrounds just getting yeah. up and doing their thing and people really appreciating it. Um, yeah. No, yeah when, I've, when I've done my events, I've had everyone from, you know, 16, 17-year-olds to, pe- to like older gentlemen in their like 70s coming up and performing. Um, and you get such a range of poetry as well. And it's just so lovely to see kind of the fact that everyone's welcome and everyone's got their own thing to bring yeah yeah Yeah, definitely definitely amazing I I have a question for you and this this is quite it's quite broad (laughs) so bear with me um but was there anything or anyone that particularly inspired you um within your poetry journey when you were younger or perhaps in lockdown is there anyone that has really sort of stuck with you or something um I definitely have my favorite poets um I think overseas in America I think a lot of people know button poetry and I really like I like Neil Hilborn and Ollie Schwinky who's recently got a book out um and Neil Hilborn's got two and then over here, there's a really local poet to me, actually, lives in the same town. Her name's Sadie Davidson. I've had the pleasure to work with her doing different projects before, and she's just incredible. Um, but also, I'm kind of going to be a bit cheeky with this one and say that with what I write, I'm kind of inspired by actually my younger self and all the rubbish that she went through mm-hmm. and almost talk as though it's a different person and not because... I'm not proud of being that person, but because I used to make this promise every time I walked down the stairs in the morning, I used to look at a picture of my younger self that my mum had put above the stairs. And I was like five, six. And I'd just look at this picture and go, yeah, I'm doing this for you today. You know, if it was a really bad day, I'm doing this to look after you and what you'd want. Um, And so a lot of my poetry is kind of like, you know what, little kid, you've made it. You're happy. You're doing what you love. And that really inspires me. That's really good. Oh, wow. I love that. <laughs> That's so, like, poetic. <laughs> but I love it. Like, I think we all need a little bit of that. If if yeah. all of us... I mean, I was thinking about something very similar the other day about how I was when I was younger. I yeah. was always the odd one. I was very practical. As a learner, I was very practical, very hands-on. And I was a bit of an oddball. And especially in high school, like it's such a it's such a strange time being an adolescent. And I went to an all girls school as well. So did I. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and it's so strange because you question everything about your identity without really realizing it. Um, yeah. And so I can relate to that. I think there's something really nice in that the fact that you you sort of wake up now and you you know you say to you like a, a smaller version of you like a younger version you know I'm doing this for you today like you're smashing it basically wow, that's amazing <laughs> yeah I love that it's so positive um so my final question uh is for anybody that may be listening who is a writer poet or just a creative in general but perhaps is maybe scared uh or apprehensive about getting into it properly or taking those first steps to uh, sharing their work do you have any advice for those people based on your experience I guess 
I think the main thing that I could say is just feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, anything from setting up that Instagram page and putting on the first post to applying to a big, really scary application is just maybe you won't have the confidence internally to feel like you should be doing it, but you absolutely should be doing it. If it's what you want, do it. Just you've got to take that leap. Um, And, you know, if there's anyone starting out who wants to slide me a message and I'll put you in my story, I absolutely will. (laughs) Um, Like we were saying about poets supporting poets, there's such a beautiful community of online creatives as well. But also in person stuff, absolutely everything just you can feel the fear, respect the fear, see it, it's there, but it's not going to rule you. Okay, you've got this and you're going to do it and you're going to smash it. Yeah, amazing. Oh, I think that's some really sound advice to finish this podcast on. Wow. Oh, I'm feeling all positive and hyped for today. I've got two more <laughs> podcast recordings after this. So I'm like, yeah, I'm ready now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for coming on, Maddie. It really, really means a lot. And um, you've been an absolutely smashing guest for our first of season <laughs> two. So thank you. Um, where can... Sorry. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Um, I was just going to say it's been a pleasure being here. I mean, it's my first first podcasting opportunity and it's been great fun. So thank you. You're so welcome. Um, I was going to ask, actually, where can we find you on social media? So obviously you've mentioned your art page, but if anyone wants to check out your poetry, plug yeah. it now, gal. Uh, so it's same as spelling as the art page is Maddie Crease. Uh, poet no no underscores dots or anything just all one word I've also got a Facebook page which is also Maddie Crease Poet but with spacing and stuff like that because Facebook lets me do this stuff (laughs) so yeah that's I think that's everywhere I am on social media Uh, I've also got a website which again is Maddie Crease Poet it's maddiecreasepoet.com Uh, And you can also find contact details and a bit of a like almost casual CV on there, things like that as well. Amazing. Fabulous. Well, thank you very much again, Maddie. Uh, Thank you to everyone that has been listening. Uh, You know, if you're on Spotify, Anchor or anywhere else you get your podcasts, give us a follow and you can stay up to date with our podcasts on there. Uh, If you've been watching on YouTube, thanks for watching. Leave a like, comment and subscribe to our channel. Um, And until the next time, we will see you very soon.